All right, guys. How we doing? Thank you, thank you. Uh, let's turn our Bibles to uh, Acts 20. Acts 20. Uh, it's great to be together. It's great to see some people uh, that I know and, and I haven't seen for a while. I know Daniel and I have been on vacation, which has been nice. We're back. Uh, and it's been really, really fun to just see what God's been doing with this book and in each of our lives, kind of focusing again on being missionaries. And um, this, it's been encouraging even just as couples talk to each other and even as households talk to each other about how we're going to do this in our life. Amen. And today we're going to talk about hospitality. Hospitality, which I think is awesome. It's, it's, it's really an encouraging part of the book. Last week we talked about, um, you know, being heroes, amen, being the heroes of the Old Testament and how they showed courage, right? Yeah. And this week we're going to talk about hospitality and, and showing hospitality to others, which is great. And the week after we're going to talk about New Testament heroes. And next week our very own Cody and Ignatius are going to be preaching the word while the marrieds are out. You know, when the marrieds are away, Cody Ignatius are going to play. So it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, but um, we have uh, a lot of great other topics planned. But this one is really one that I, I think is most enjoyable to me. Hospitality. And uh, they have a whole degree in co- school. Hospitality, right? You, you know, you can take that. You can learn how to be a great host, right, to a hotel or, or if people have studied, you know, you can get it further degrees in it, right? Um, but hospitality is a huge part of, of being a Christian, of being a, like Jesus. And if we look at Jesus, we realize how much he showed hospitality. You know, he fed the 5,000. Talk about hospitality, right? He did that. Um, he, I like how he invited people over to their house. Don't you love that? I'm eating at your house today, Zacchaeus. Wow, I never thought about that hospitality, you know, inviting yourself over, right? In, in, our, in our age today, that would be, oh, is, that's going to be weird. But, but that led to salvation in Zacchaeus' yeah. life, right? We know that um, Peter showed Jesus hospitality, right? And, and, and through that, his mother-in-law was healed, right? Jesus, it says he, they, you know, they viewed John the Baptist as a demon. Remember that in, in the Bible? But what did they think of Jesus? Friend of sinners. That's what his name was. How would you like it to be your name? Friend of sinners. You know, uh, that's an interesting title, especially back then, because people were were separated between sinner and righteous. You know, uh, outcast, unclean, and clean, uh, and in the community, in, in good standing with the synagogue, right? You know what I mean? But Jesus would hang out with the sinners and tax collectors. And they say that he was seen as a glutton and a drunkard. That's another thing they viewed him, which was awfully wrong. Amen? That he was a glutton, that he was a drunkard. But what, do you, what does that say about Jesus? He was with the people a lot. And he ate food with the people. Yeah. And other than the 40 days of fasting, I don't know if Jesus fasted, to be honest. Uh, Because they would often ask, hey, Jesus, why don't you fast like John's disciples did? 
And he said, while the bride is here and the bridegroom's here, we're in a, why would, should we fast? When the bridegroom leaves, that meaning himself, that is when we will fast, amen? But on earth, Jesus had a lot of fun. He enjoyed himself, so much so, and a lot of times this happens. I don't know if you've ever had this happen, but when I'm with my friends, we're not drinking anything. We're, 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 just, we're just at a, a Chili's or something. And we're having so much fun. People go, I'll have what he's having. And I'm like, dude, it's a soda water with lime. Good luck with that. You know, but we're so happy and we're so excited about our, our lives that, that we almost look intoxicated. You know, we're so excited about how our, our lives, we feel so much you know, as that scripture uh, says, you know, we just feel joy within, right? And then also that song, you know, who's that walking down the road, carrying such a heavy load? Sinners, lay your burdens down because you're walking on heaven's road. And that's how the Christian is. We're walking on heaven's road. We've let go of that heavy load, you know? And, and praise God, glory, hallelujah. You know, we are here as disciples and we need to keep that perspective, amen? amen, that we're walking on heaven's road. And so in that, we can be the most fun hosts, the most excited hosts. And yet at the same time, we have to be intentional the way Jesus was. And so we're going to talk about hospitality. I have had a lot of fun with disciples and people who are not disciples. I have a lot of fun with both. To be honest, I don't think of it differently. I just go in there and have some fun. And sometimes... You know, my first encounter with Christians uh, w- was interesting because I thought Christians were kind of stiff, you know, stiff people. Don't don't think about that evil thing. You better not say something wrong. You're going to defame God. Be careful. And so we're at a Bible study and I'm with some guys that are over 21 we finished this really intense cross study. It was wicked intense. We're talking about Jesus dying on the cross and all these things, and I'm crying. And we had this awesome Bible study, and I was so grateful for Jesus and for these guys. And they go, WWE is on. Let's watch it. And my mind was blown. And then some Christian who's over 21 popped a beer, and, and, and my head just went, <laughs> Beer! What are you doing drinking beer? You're a Christian and you're watching that filth, the WWE wrestling. And so all the brothers were together hanging out and eating and laughing. And, you know, uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was one of those times where um, one of those crazy big huge wrestlers was on there. And he had a crazy outfit. And they're running around laughing. We're having such a good time. I'm like, oh, Wow. These guys are the most serious Christians I know. And they're having so much fun. And I don't know how to say this. I was like, maybe I can do this too. Because I'm kind of a partier as well. And these guys party. But righteously. And it showed me a whole nother level. You know, the world doesn't know how to party. Without drugs and alcohol. But we as Christians know how to party. Without the, the, the use of that. You know, many of the disciples weren't drinking. Many of the disciples were just having, you know, they were eating chips. They were hanging out. And, and you've already experienced this, amen, with the disciples. The favor of all the people. You know, all we're doing essentially is just sharing that with others. 
That's what hospitality is. It's letting people in to our hearts. Letting people in. And so I want to encourage you as we talk about this, let's not make this so complicated. Let's just make it, I want to invite you into my heart. I want to invite you into my home. I want to have fun with you. Enjoy people. As Christians, I have to, I have to just warn you, if you're going to be a Christian, you have to enjoy people. Amen. Jesus enjoyed people, didn't he? Nathaniel came up to him and said, Nazareth, what good can come from that stinky town, Nazareth? You know, and, and Jesus said, ha, that was so funny. You're right, Nazareth is kind of a podunk town. This guy, in him, nothing's false. And then he inspires him and lifts him up and changes the whole mood, right? I'm reading a book now that is called The Humor of Christ. It's a really interesting book written a long time ago about how we can sometimes look at Jesus because we see the videos, right? We see all the different old school, especially those 70s videos, you know, with Jesus. You know, you're like, whoa, dude. What? Is, she, is that Jesus on drugs? Because he looks spaced out, you know? But I think we've done a little bit better job with some of the modern uh, videos on Jesus. But Jesus turned water into wine. I just want to remember, to help you remember that. That's crazy. And he made a lot of wine. I, don't, I, I mean, it wasn't just... Gallons and gallons and gallons of wine. You know, gal- Wade Gallon's looking at me. Gallons, you know, of wine. And, and he, he had so much wine. It's like, well, Jesus, what if people get drunk? And Jesus was like, guess what? I'm giving that. That's their choice. Whoa. I'm not saying let's get gallons and gallons of wine. Amen. Amen. But I'm also saying not just about alcohol, but in every area of life. We think being Christian means we have to hold back the joy. Hold back any kind of fun. And I want to encourage us to not do that. That being hospitable means enjoying life to the full. Amen? And it also is speaking about something very interesting. Entertaining angels through hospitality. And it comes from that scripture in uh, Hebrews 13 that we'll go to. But I want to start with Acts chapter 20. And this is an amazing passage that where Paul quotes Jesus to the Ephesian elders. He's about to leave and he says, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We've heard this a lot. Most people in the world have heard this quote before, right? It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's, it's something that is so true and so awesome and so profound that it's more blessed to host than to be hosted. You know, it's funny. Uh, we had people over Friday night. We hosted. And then we came over Saturday and our neighbors invited us over and we got hosted. And it was interesting. Just like within like eight hours, essentially, we were, we were being hosted and being, you know, getting hosted and hosting. And the difference that you feel when you come into someone's home. And then also the difference you feel when you're hosting. Both are wonderful things. Both are fun. Both are really cool. But I want to encourage us as Christians that the world says it's more blessed to receive. That's what the world says. Than to give. Guys, that's, that's where the world's backwards. 
we have to remember, and that's why a lot, not a lot of people practice hospitality. I just want to give you words up. In your neighborhood, people aren't like, hey, come over for dinner. You know, you'll find some, some you know, extraordinary people that will do that. But it's usually it's like, if I can get something from you, then I'll bring you over. There's an agenda, you know? And we can't, as Christians, have an agenda. We have to just say, let's hang out together. And then let God's Holy Spirit move and do what he does. Amen? Because God's Holy Spirit moves in amazing ways. They didn't think, they weren't like, okay, guys, we're going to put WrestleMania on. And then we're going to have snacks. And that's going to impact Glenn to want to become a Christian. No, they were just like, okay, this intense study is over. Let's watch Hulk Hogan, you know. And he's like, he's doing that thing. And I'm like, what is happening right now, you know. Uh, Why are these people watching World Wrestling Federation? Isn't this against all things that are pure, you know. And, and, And to think about the fact that, wow, that impacted me just as much as the cross study. How much more will it impact the people that we're around if we just act like Jesus? Imitation of Jesus means hospitality. It means having a lot of fun with a lot of different people. You know, we use that word FaceTime. You know, we, we have FaceTime. <laughs> I see you, I see you. You know, a lot of times people do FaceTime. I don't know what it is. Some of the older generations, they don't even show you their faces. They have FaceTime, and it's like, hello. I'm like, where's your face? I'm not seeing your face. I see your chin. Oh, I don't want to hold it. What do you mean? What? Did you just talk to me on the phone, man? You know, why are we doing this FaceTime if I can't even see your face? We live in a technology industry where you cannot, you're not even seeing each other face to face. Because if we want to be people like Jesus, we got to eat a lot of meals with people and see their face. If you do that enough, you won't even have to share your faith. If you just did that, that was the only method you had. I'm gonna have people over my house and we're gonna have fun. You will absolutely be impactful in people's lives and the gospel will be preached. You go, no way, that's not. Test me on it. Don't even share your faith. I just want you to invite people over to dinner. Just be that guy. I'll be the guinea pig. Say, you know what? I don't even like sharing my faith. It scares me. Yahira was talking about that. It scares me just like her. I'm just going to invite people for dinner, and I'm just going to have no agenda, and I'm going to let God's Holy Spirit move and see what happens. Someone's going to say something like, so you go to church, huh? Can I come with you? Did you invite them? No. But they just, the Holy Spirit works. And we're going to talk about why that happens. Biblically, amen? Today. Two quick points that we're going to have today. Do not forget to show hospitality. And the second point is because you may be entertaining angels. That's the second point, amen? So let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13. Um, This is a a really cool passage. Um, Hebrews 13. The writer of Hebrews will forever be. That's one of my questions I'm going to ask God. Who wrote the book Hebrews, Lord? And, and, and the angels are going to be like, duh, you didn't know that? It was Apollos, you know. But, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it's, it upsets me that no one knows this, right? And, and, and yet it's cool to think about who wrote this. But 
in this little quick, it's funny, like the last chapter usually of books are so convicting, aren't they? Because it's like, it's some of the best stuff sometimes in the book. Oh, and by the way, you know, don't forget to do this and do this and do that. And you're like, why did you save that to the end? This is amazing stuff. Let's read chapter 13, verse 1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Wow. So the first part of the scripture is do not forget. Isn't it easy to forget to show hospitality? Oh yeah, hospitality. <laughs> Strangers. Oh yeah. You know, we can get into our car box and drive to our other box. Get into our cubicle. Then go back into our box. Drive to our other box and get into that box. Right? Or college students, you know, you can go to that box and go to the other box where people are teaching you things. And then you leave that box, you go to another box so you can study those things you just learned. And you repeat, repeat, you know, and there's some pizza and some junk food in a month that as well. But, but you know, basically that's, that's what happens, you know, to us all. And, and just to go, wait a second, don't forget to show hospitality. And so that's the first point, don't forget. How do you not forget stuff? The Apple reminders. No. How do you forget to not... Do things. That will remind us, help you. But, but what I'm saying is, we have to make it, it has to be an intentional focus of yours. The word intention is the only way we show hospitality. We have to be intentional. We have to say, you know what? Who can I invite over? God, show me someone who I can invite over. Just tell me a name. Just give me a name. And you know, for us, I think in our neighborhood now, it's, it's so convicting. There's so many we want to invite. Yeah. So we're going to have a potluck block party. You know? And the problem is, my wife's like, you know, what if our whole house gets flooded with people? Where It's cold. I'm like, I don't know. We'll just have to figure it out. You know? And, and, and we, we're trying to figure out what to do. But there's so many great people in our neighborhood, isn't there? Yeah. So many amazing people that are extraordinary people that I want to get to know. Why? So you can convert them? Well, no, I just want to know them. And I believe Jesus is so awesome that they're going to be attracted to Jesus. Because everything attractive about me is from my Lord. And so they're going to see, right, the king within me. You know, I love that song. We love you with the love of the Lord. We love you with the love of the Lord. It's a little bit of a cheesy tune, but it's a great song. We see in you the glory of our King. And we love you with the love of the Lord. People are going to see the glory of your King. You know, and and that's encouraging. Amen. Don't forget to show hospitality. Uh, See, here's some great quotes from the chapter. Without regular and intentional hospitality to brothers and sisters in the church to neighbors, to co-workers, to classmates, even strangers, we'll become defined by the boundaries we set for ourselves instead of letting God push through those boundaries into places of adventures and impact. I love that. You know, when you show hospitality, you, you give God a chance to show some adventure in your life. 
you know, through the crockpot. You know what I mean? Never thought a crockpot was going to be so adventuresome. But I'll tell you what, I've been over Sherry's house and I've had her pulled pork. And, and the word gets preached when you eat that wonderful morsel of meat. You know what I mean? And, and it's wonderful, you know. I, I've, I've been to the mountaintop, you know. Um, it says there's an antidote to all of this. There's a way to have boundaries, but not to be controlled by our boundaries. Boundaries become idols. The antidote is hospitality. We have boundaries, don't we? And we live in this world that can be kind of tough. Can I get an amen? amen? It's tough to live in this world. Can I, I just, just want to say that. And that's why it's hard to practice hospitality. It's hard. Bad news comes. Work is draining. You know, hard work. You come home and all you want to do is just relax. That's why it's hard to practice hospitality. That's why it's hard. But I want to encourage you that God will fill you with energy. That actually it would be more refreshing to have someone over your house than just sit on the couch and watch, this is Jeopardy! Amen, maybe one day you need to do that, you know, with Alex Trebek, you know. But you watch too much Jeopardy in those game shows, you know, Family Feud, your brain starts just, starts getting kind of melting, you know, and you're like, what am I doing here with my life? You know, it gets a little existential. But we have to remember that boundaries can be idols. Boundaries. You know? Don't want to expend myself too much. Because if I do that, I'm going to get burnt out. And we need to have a balance. Amen? But sometimes I think we can get a little too protective. You know? And we we miss out on the impact that God wants to have through us. Amen? Amen. Hospitality. What does it take? It's usually not convenient. Amen. <laughs> you know, we, I love inviting people over, but then the day of, we're like, yeah. <laughs> my wife gives me this look and I'm like, I got to clean the bathrooms. I got to vacuum. I know. I know. We, we've done this before. <laughs> and, and we go. We go do it, you know, because you don't want your bathroom to be gross. <laughs> so you got to clean the toilet. You know what I mean? And I'm just keeping it real. Who's going to get the groceries? Oh my gosh, we got to get the groceries. What are we going to have? Are there any allergies? You know, these are things that happen, you know. I have, I am vegan. I, yes, I'd like to come over to your house. And you're like... Well, we can have lettuce. It's going to be great, you know. But, but again, you know, I'm not down on vegans. You know, I need some help. I'll come to you when I, when I host a vegan. It takes effort, Amen. It takes effort. But, you know, it also takes planning and intentional forethought. Who am I having over? And that's what I love about the book. It's kind of saying, okay, let's plan the hospitality night. That's kind of cool, you know, to do, to think about, to dream about. It's fun. It it, it also is really a fun way just to love up on people. You know, we're going to do a series on Won't You Be My Neighbor. It's coming up after Easter. That's what we're going to be doing. We're going to talk about intentional Loving like the people, like Jesus did. Loving our neighbor as ourself. Amen. Let's start doing that now, amen? amen? Won't you be my neighbor? You know? And I always think about, the other day I was taking off, <laughs> I was taking off, uh, uh, um, one of, I have all these like pullovers because it's so cold. You know, you have those fleece pullovers. I took one off and then I put my, my other shirt on and I was like, I'm acting like Fred Rogers right now. <laughs> 
He did it so effortlessly, though. He'd be like, it's such a good, everything was organized, you know. My closet's not like Fred's, you know. But I was like, I want to be like him in the way he just loved people with no agenda. Jesus loved people. He preached. He was open about what he believed. Amen. But people came to him from everywhere because they knew there was real love there. Amen. He knew there was real love. Second point. Let's go to Genesis 18. Entertaining angels. And this is what's cool to think about. All the times, if you actually did a study, that's a really cool study that I actually want to do maybe this week or throughout this time, is study out all the times where there is hospitality in the Bible. And that's pretty cool to think about, right? Pretty cool to think about, amen? Amen. And this one time in Abraham's life is interesting. Three dudes show up. They're not ordinary dudes. And it's a kind of a magical time. There's some laughing. And then there's some confronting. And there's some amazing time of hospitality and fellowship. In verse 1, it says, The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great tree of Mary, where he was sitting at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so that you can be refreshed and then go on your way. Now that you have come to to your servant. Very well, he answered. Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent of Sarah. Quick! This sounds like my house. Quick! Get some three seeds of this finest flour. Oh, and eat it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. Now, he had servants. I I don't have servants. It's way easier for him to be hospitable. Then he brought some curds. No, it's not actually. Then he brought some curds and milks and a calf that had been prepared and set them before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? He asked. There in the tent. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening to the entrance of the tent which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing. <laughs> so Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, <laughs> After I've worn out and my Lord is old, will I have now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? And say, Will I have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, Yes, you did. <laughs> Imagine trying to do that with the Lord. I didn't laugh. He's like, Yes, you did. I hear everything. I know everything. I'm the Lord, you know. Who are these three visitors? I mean, that's the ultimate question, right? Some people think it's <clears throat> the triune God, which is crazy to think about. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Although another scripture says no one's ever seen God. So my belief is that it's the incarnate Christ, Jesus, who appeared in the Old Testament many times, by the way, before he was given uh, uh, in the New Testament. 
uh, through Mary to be coming to this world. He was there at the burning bush. He is the way, he's the reachable part of God, amen. He is Jesus Christ who appeared, who was walking in the garden, who was here in the burning bush, and now obviously is here in this time. And these two others are angels that are with him. That's what I believe personally. But it doesn't really say. It says the Lord was there though. That's one thing it does say. And then there's two angels that walk ahead. And, it seemed, and they're, they're about to do something crazy too, right? But we know that there's two angels that walk ahead. And, then, and, and, and so, so Abraham was entertaining angels, right? And I, I don't know what to believe about this, but I think each one of us, and I know this is kind of crazy to say, has interacted with an angel without knowing it. There are times in my life where I'm like, who was that person? Where'd he go? There's a brother in our church, Howard. And it's kind of a crazy story. They're at Wendy's, Howard Kellogg, who's now an awesome disciple in, in the Boston area. Him and his dad were eating Wendy's, and someone came in there and said, I'd like to invite you to church. Here's an invitation. Um, it's a great church in Philly. Please come. And they asked, are you part of the church? And he, and he, he said, um, yes, I am a part of this church. And he was like, okay, great. So they came that next Sunday, and both of them became disciples. But they could not find this person that invited them. They got a chance to share their testimony, and he went, the father went throughout the different regions of Philly, sharing his testimony, asking, if you're out there, Please come to the front and tell me who you are so I can thank you for inviting me to church. To this day, the Kelloggs don't know who invited them to church. Which is wild. Kind of a funny story, right? And Maybe that person went to another church. Maybe that person was a real human being. I don't know. But isn't that cool to think about? There was someone that sat to me on the train one time. Right before I was a disciple in the subway, I was in New York City, and they said to me, Glenn, what are you doing there? And I was like, I'm reading the Bible. Great. Um, Are you going to become a disciple? Like that. And I was like, oh, well, how do you know what a disciple is? Well, everyone knows what a disciple is. And I was like, no, actually, people don't know what a disciple is. And we were talking back and forth, and and then, you know, it was, it was a woman. I said, what? She's like, you know, I think this is, you got to make a decision. It's a great decision. And she's just talking to me almost like a disciple. And I go, do you know the New York City Church? She's like, yeah, I know of the New York City Church. And then she left the train and she was off and she was gone. And I never met her again, you know? And I'm like, what is this? Maybe this is just people. But I think that God interacts with us in amazing ways. And I don't want to ever limit God. In the Bible, angels show up looking like people all the time. And they change form and they can be with us. And the Bible says they can eat with us, um, which is kind of wild. But this isn't a story about angels. This is a story about how we need to be hospitable. Amen? Amen. And so let's go back to Hebrew chapter 13. We'll end now. <clears throat> Hebrews 13. It says in verse 2, again, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, people have shown hospitality 
to angels without knowing it. And I love in the book how he says, angelos, which is the Greek word for angel, also means messenger. And this is where it gets really inspiring. Because when people have people, when disciples have people over, yes, it could be an angel you're entertaining, but it also could be someone that becomes a disciple someday and like you becomes a messenger. And so you might be entertaining messengers or angels that someday, and you know, a lot of times we think, oh, angels are so different from us. There's a lot of difference from them. They, they are immortal, amen? That's a lot different from us. They are more powerful and more strong than us. But you know, the Bible says that they serve us, which is kind of weird. Isn't that weird? That we don't serve them, they serve us. And furthermore, we have the same role as disciples and as an angel. We're both messengers for the Almighty God. And so in many ways, you are an angelos. You are an angel. You know, whenever say, oh, that sister, she's such an angel. You know what? Truth is, she is an angel. She's a messenger giving a message. And so when you have people over to your house, you might be entertaining angels. You might be entertaining future messengers that are going to take the gospel and, and speak the gospel to other people. In other worlds, and other places. It's pretty inspiring to think about. Amen? Amen? You don't know what a simple invite to dinner, what God will do right. with that. Amen. Just remember that. Just remember that, that this scripture isn't just meant for these crazy angelic moments that Abraham had. Amen? Yeah. But they're equally as amazing and miraculous that we have. And so it, it excites me to think about that. It excites me, like, I want to have people over because what's God going to do? What's God going to do with that simple invitation? You know? Um, And so I just want to leave you with this. Will you show hospitality regularly in your life? This is a big decision. You know, as a preacher, that's kind of my role, is to call you to big decisions. If I'm not doing that, I'm not doing my job. It's actually my job to make you feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. I'm sorry. Abraham Lincoln said, after someone asked him, how was my sermon? He said it was eloquent. I was like, great. He said it had great spiritual references. He's like, oh, the preacher's like, great. But I hated it. And the preacher was like, why did you hate it? Because it didn't call me to do anything. That's what President Lincoln said. I think it's a great quote, isn't it? Well, I'm calling you to do something today. After we've heard this great teaching, this great inspiration, I just want you to do three things. I want you first to make the decision, I'm going to practice hospitality regularly. Not just to people that aren't disciples, to people who are disciples, amen? Have people over your home. You know, we have to have each other in our homes a lot more, amen? And you go, well, I don't, my household's not great. It's okay to say, let's go to Pizza Hut. Let's go somewhere else. Or it might be, hey, maybe it's God's calling me to clean my house. Whoa. You know, the Spirit's moving. One roommate's like, the Spirit's moving on Sunday church, you know. But pray for people that you can invite. Give them food. 
and a chance to talk. It's really, that's, that's easy. Not always easy in my household. A lot of people that want to talk. But give them food and a chance to, and then, and, and that's seriously it. And then really just do this. Pray, eat, talk, repeat. Pray, eat, talk, repeat. Pray, eat, talk, and repeat. You do that. And I know you will entertain messengers, angels. And God is going to use those special time, those meal times. You know, in the Bible, meal times were times where God did amazing things. God's going to use those hospitality times to produce messengers for him. Amen. Amen.